This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Everybody to this latest edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. A joyous evening. Joining me in the uh, live studio are Mark, Ian, and uh, making an appearance on a Saturday for the first time in a while. Dave Fevs, uh, guys, um, happy no music, day. Dave. Eh? Yeah. No music. Not that music. Not that music. That's for later. That's for the recording ah. version. All right. Okay. All right. But uh, Dave and everybody. Happy days. Let me start with you first, Dave. I mean, that was a, 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 our usual sort of quick resume of the game. That was our um, complete performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah? Yeah, it's very good. Um, on a difficult pitch against a team that, although they're struggling, they're the kind of team that we struggle against. I thought we did exactly what we want or what we needed to do today, and we ran out very comfortable winners. Yeah. Ian, your thoughts on initially on the game? We competed physically, which you've got to do against those clubs. Our best performance of the season, bar none. And what I liked best was we played football in their half, didn't let their pivot get the ball in turn like we normally did, didn't let their uh, centre-backs sit in a deck chair when they had the ball. And we made them look a really... They aren't a great side, but we made them look a poor team. Yeah, and Mark, your thoughts? No collective passiveness from uh, from Casey and the Sunshine Band this week. Uh, a fantastic yeah. performance, best of the season. City pressed high; they were high energy and scored three terrific goals. Even counting Semenyo's second one off his backside for the second time in three games. No, I can't wait till the rest of the season if we play like that. Thanks. Well, Andrew. no, that's, that, that's, that's... <laughs> go on here. That, I mean, that's to be honest, that's coaching for you. That one-two off the opposition goalkeeper, that's not a simple thing to do, you know. 
<laughs> well, look, let's look at the lineup. Uh, I'll come to you again first, Dave. Dave, uh, 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 head injury protocols meant uh, no Nash and uh, no uh, Zach Viner. And uh, I think you said on a tweet before the game, it looked like Backington had been put on the naughty step for uh, his somewhat lacklustre uh, start last week. But was that a 4 2 3 1 lineup as you saw it? Um, I've got to say, it actually took me about 10 or 12 minutes to to actually work out exactly what we were playing. Because I think Palmer was quite a lot all over the place, or not all over the place in a bad way, but he was not not sticking to just kind of sitting in behind uh, Gigi. So I, it took me you know, a little while to work out, yeah, okay, this is a, a, a 4-2-3-1 with Sengo and Lansbury sitting. And uh, I think there's been a number of people that have said they thought we might go to this under under Pierce, so that we did, and it, and it, looked, it looked pretty good. Yeah, Ian, your thoughts on the lineup? Uh, do you think if there hadn't been those head injuries, it would have looked the same or uh, slightly different? Ian. You still there? Dave, can you hear me? I, I can hear you as well. Yeah, go on, Mark. You can give us shot, your... Ian. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. I mean, it was. Viner and Nads were missing, but four two three one. We looked so comfortable. He played that at Watford with with much better players. But I was so so taken aback by how well Lansbury. I mean, I'm giving giving Lansbury a lot of, a lot of uh, earache. Not that he was probably listening, but his passing today was superb. And Masengo was so busy on the ball, winning the ball on the edge of his area. And making making tackles in his own half and playing higher up the pitch, that was his best game he's played for City. He was terrific. And best, that, best and, game and ever, defensive. would you say? Best game ever, would you say, uh, Mark? You know, because it goes back yeah. a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah. Guess. But the spine of the team were great, and that and that enabled Casey Palmer to make great through passes and and uh, put Semenyo and get Semenyo and Wales on the ball in the channels behind the defence, and they really gave Pedersen uh, and Colin a real torrid time today. Wells, his touch let him down in good areas because he had the ball in great areas on the left and his touch let him down a bit. But Semenya was fantastic and Palmer really should have had two goals. He'll probably kick himself for mixing the second one because uh, it was uh, it was an easier goal than the first. But two great halves of football. Uh, and, and that's what we've been looking for for City. Yeah. They, as a team, as a unit, we look great. We'll play better teams in the final nine games. But if we play like that, We'll win more than we lose. Yeah, no question Dave, about that. That's Dave, what we want to see. Yeah, Dave. Uh, I don't know if Ian's back in. He's got a few sound problems at the moment. You still there, mm-hmm. Ian, or you still got sound problems? You back in? Well, uh, all like... I could hear was uh, all I could hear was you doing the Dorlick thing. <laughs> so uh, there we go. Well, let me ask you the question, Ian, about the lineup. Never mind ramifications. Of that. Let's ask ask you about the lineup. Had it not been for those protocols and Viner and Naj being available, do you think they would have made? The starting eleven. Do you think there've been any material changes to it, or, or not? Not necessarily. I, I think Viner would have probably played instead of Masengo, um, mm. and and possibly, um, I don't know. But I think Naj might have been on the bench. And there's a question to answer for the Blackburn game, isn't there? As to whether do you play Lansbury again? So a second game in four days. Will he be fit enough to do that, or does Viner have to come back? Assuming. They both test okay, and they've, the um, concussion protocols are observed. So let's assume for the yeah. minute they're fit. Uh, do, you, do you bring Viner back in for Lansbury? I definitely wouldn't leave Masengo out. I thought he was absolutely excellent. 
Um, yeah. And uh, I, there's no, there's no way you can drop Palmer. So no. You know, I, 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 most likely, I think it would be unchanged uh, with those two on the bench. And then, blimey, how much stronger? Did, actually, I don't think it would be unchanged. I think you could see Calamo Dowd as start instead mm. of Naki Wells, because if you're going to play that 4-2-3-1, then you're better off with O'Dowda on the left-hand side um, because he's quicker, he's stronger, and he's left-footed. You And, and Semenyo on the right of it. And he can join in that high press and he'd be more effective than Naki is in that. And then you've got to decide, do you play Fam up front uh, or do you play Naki up front as yeah, the one? As the one, which is, which is uh, you know, when we come on to talk about the longer term, that's obviously going to be a discussion uh, discussion point uh, there. I mean, Dave, uh, Nigel, let's call him Nigel, he resisted the temptation. <laughs> that's what he called me when he wrote to me this week. So, Well, yeah. I'm, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted <laughs> Name dropper. Because I didn't get... I didn't get a, a letter and I haven't asked for my money back from last season's. Anyway, I'm not going to moan about that now. If I get a letter from me this week, um, that he resisted the temptation to start any of uh, Baker Walsh and uh, O'Dowda, but what it made the bench look a hell of a lot stronger, didn't it? Yeah. 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 He kind of had some options on there. I think I, I tweeted uh, Jeff before the game that he's had a week with them. He's got some options on the bench now. I think we'll start to see, what a Nigel Pearson side is all about. And I, well, hopefully today is exactly what we're going to Shame see. things to come. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a real positive performance. You know, I think Ian mentioned earlier on, we were a lot more physical. We were, you know, we competed. Yeah. Those were the kind of key things for me first half. It was a, you know, wasn't an easy game to, to play on a, on a kind of quite a lively, bouncy pitch. And I, well, it was I a thought, horrible pitch, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely and I, horrible pitch. And I thought, I thought we got amongst them pretty well, you know, I thought we were getting a bit let down by the ref today. I think the ref gave them so much cheap stuff, and anyway, yeah. he seemed to be on our case all the time. And uh, yeah, I thought you know there were there were things where we you know, we could have got some decisions out there as well. It might have been even more comfortable, but no, it, it, yeah. it was it, it's you know it's good to see a performance like that, especially away from home. Yeah, I mean, Ian, the game. Dave, can started... I give you a bit of um, bit Go of on. breaking news before you before you come Go to on. me? Uh, Sheffield United and Chris Wilder have now agreed the, the terms of his departure. Uh, Wilder's informed the players that he's leaving the club. Yeah. All right. So he's out of there. I mean, let's so, get into the uh, let's dig into the action because we can talk about managers and what have you after we've been through the game. I mean, early on we started very impressively. I thought Fam uh, Mark should have done better when he plays wildly over when in the clear, and then uh, Semenyo showed a taste of things to come a few minutes after that when his power and he really has got power. He showed that again for his goal. But uh, early doors, City had a couple of uh, chances, but Fam should have done better with that one, uh, Mark. Don't you think? Right. At the yeah. Start. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was Harley Dean uh, loose header out, and I mean, I mean, he he had more time, but he just blasted it high and wide, and then Semenyo came forward, played a one-two with Fam, and I thought he was going to shoot, but of course, because he was on the right and he went on his left foot, he actually played it to the back post, but it was early cleared, and that was a story of the majority of the first half. City win, winning the ball in, in uh, Birmingham's half and getting the ball behind the defence and just the final ball letting them down. Yeah. That was but, the problem. Of course, Birmingham had their chances. Well, let me talk to Ian about those chances, Ian. I mean, uh, Birmingham t- turned uh, defence into attack on eight minutes. Quick break. Bella screwed his shot across the goal, but there was uh, Scott Hogan, a player we've been linked with many times in the past, hitting the post. And then uh, on 33 minutes, Bella again crossed the ball 
Hogan managed to get in front of Callas and uh, his header hit the post. You know, that was uh, two lucky uh, let-offs for City in a match when uh, Dan Bentley didn't have a save worthy of the name to make, did he? No, I mean, Birmingham didn't have an effort on target in 90 minutes. Um, oh, OK, they hit the post a couple of times, but we've done that a few times this season, hit the post. And as my dad, God rest him, used to say, a miss is as good as a mile. Um but, but, yeah, I mean, it's that old thing about crosses in Bristol City, isn't it? We, we, there were still, early on, there were still too many crosses um, that were going yeah. in. And if we're going to concede, it will normally be from a cross. So we need to stop that. Um, a player, I think, who may come back for the Rotherham game, not for the Blackburn one, is Baker. I think you might see him appear on the bench. But uh, apparently he was... Um, I had to smile when I saw a photograph of, of Baker taking the field for the under 23s. Yes. <laughs> because it, it, it looked like they put him in with the under 14s or something. And he looked he like his dad, there. didn't he? Yeah, it, it looked no. it looked like you know your your dad had turned up to play centre half for the junior team. You know he he, he probably wasn't that? a foot taller than the rest. It, it, yeah, he probably wasn't a foot taller than the rest of them. But boy, he, he did look a unit. And I he don't does. know what QPR under twenty threes or a lot of them are under twenty, aren't they? But they saw him turn up and think, oh dear me. Um, but I, I'd like to see him back, particularly when you look at how the game went against Rotherham yeah. and the fact that. He is a left footer. Um, but if we're under pressure, um, you, you, they could have brought him on, couldn't they, if they felt the threat of Djukovic, which was there towards the end. He, he could have come on, couldn't he? But I think the game was was won and we carried on playing as an attacking force right up to the final whistle. Um, Dave, let's yeah, go I through that. Fr- I was surprised they didn't start with Djukovic because Djukovic and Hogan... Now, the reason is Djukovic hadn't been scoring goals. He's only got four goals this season and everybody moans about fam, but, you know, he's got 11. Um, But I'm surprised since the way the game went against us at Ashton Gate, I'm surprised that he didn't start, even if they didn't start Hogan and started him next to the other uh, big lad that that, that came on as a sub as well, the lad from... um, Cosgrove. And they would have been justified in doing that. They would have been justified in doing that, knowing how weak we are. The way they played, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Let me go through the first Um, goal with with Dave. I mean, Dave, it came on 35 minutes. It was deserved. And if ever there's one player who seems to be lifted uh, more than any by the appointment of uh, Nigel and rejuvenated, looking like the uh, player that featured in that loan period and has never really done much since, but he certainly has since Pearson's been on the scene. What a cracking goal that was. I mean, take us through it. I think it was Harper he robbed in midfield, Mm. but he burst forward. I mean, and a class finish, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think Ian's made a point earlier on about us. We, I'm not sure we, we necessarily pressed heavier because I think what we did do was we didn't let them play the ball into midfield. We didn't let them get the ball to their full-backs. And if they did come inside, that was when we squeezed. It was like we actually went back a few years and had those press triggers and we had them all kind of working off to a tee. And they've obviously worked on that in the training ground. Yeah, Palmer stopped, stopped the ball, straight forward. And you think... I did think, oh, he might run into a bit of trouble here. He got the got the, the the ball away or the shot away, and you know, thankfully, Toby Osborne had already called it a goal uh, before it actually hit the net on my Robin's TV, so I knew it was going in. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else had that kind of like half a second. Um, I think it does that a lot. Yeah. Sometimes you hear the whistle, the whistle before the free kick. It's it's a little bit weird. They're not always yeah. in sync. 
But yeah, you it's know? a great, great finish. I, I, I think, you know, opening 20 minutes, uh, Palmer, there was a couple of occasions where he, he took some lovely balls kind of under pressure on the turn and span away from his man. And he, didn't, he either didn't get the pass or it wasn't quite the right pass to, to, to play. And I thought, oh, are we going to see a little bit of a frustrating game? But I think from that opening 20 minutes onwards, he was pretty efficient in everything he did. And he had yeah, a lovely, yeah. lovely goal. And, you know, he's got four goals he, and a couple of assists in, in a small number of games this season. Yeah, no, good I good think for some reason there's there's a delay of between three and five minutes because my missus came in and said, why aren't you shouting? And I said, why do you mean? She said, well, they're scored. And within about two 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 minutes, Palmer has set the ball in the net. And I thought, oh, that, that gives me, that gives me, well done, love, that gives me something to look forward to. It's yeah. a bit like Radio Bristol. I think they're on that, that delay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a longer delay than, than radio, isn't it? Uh, yeah. with with, uh, with 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 satellite TV or Robin's TV. I mean, yeah. my my sister was in front yeah. of me and said, oh, Palmer's just, mi- Palmer's just missed one at the end. I, I said, well, how did he miss that? And I thought, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, i got a couple of people saying yeah. a couple of minutes difference. Now Lisa said that. Red Oxo, he's over in the States. Uh, he says about 45 seconds delay. Anyway, back to the action. We went in 1-0 at half time. Thoroughly deserved and not one of those matches where you think, phew, we fluked that. Start of the second half, uh, Mark. I mean, Semenyo, he's looking more and more a player that will build some value over years. Powerful run following a good pass by Lansbury. I mean, he wasn't loser Lansbury today. Forced a corner. And then Callas, I think somebody said on OTIP, put in a Webster-esque type pass out of defence that uh, Wells fumbled. But Mark, that, that, that Semenyo early on forcing a corner in the second half and Callas's pass. Do you recall those two incidents? And uh, they were yeah, good he in got, different ways. He, yeah, he got he got behind um he got behind Colin and I mean he got close to the guy and you know he just powers past him with his right foot on the left side. So he gets his body uh you know between between uh Colin and the line and just powers past him. Yeah. I mean he's got fr- he's got frightening pace and and physicality. He just needs to improve his finishing. You know, I mean, he could, you know, he can score. We know he can score his A double S, but you know, it's the rest of him uh, that we want to see scoring. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, his ability to power pass players, he's really developed this season. I mean, you know, under the tutelage uh, of, of Nigel Pearson, you think we could have some player for next season if he can just improve his finishing in front of goal. Because well, you wonder, you wonder whether Paul, you wonder whether Simpson, you know, being a forward and what have you, you know, he might be giving him a, a little bit of extra coaching there. I don't know, but he, he had, yeah. he's done, he's been a bit of a nearly man with some of his passes, but they certainly seem to come off. Ian, uh, the goal that uh, took us uh, into, well, you can't say that with City, an unassailable two 0 lead. Somebody put on an <laughs> OTIP that you know some players get goals like that once or twice in their career. Semenyo's done it twice in the space of four weeks. I mean, you know, I, I think we dodged a bullet in signing that Pedersen there, didn't we? Talk us through that uh, second goalie and just on the hour. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was classic of what we did all afternoon, and and by the end of it, their defenders were wetting themselves because we were actually closing them down. We weren't running towards them and letting them play it like we normally do. And I think that's we'll, we'll come on to why aren't we that great at home? And that's one of the reasons. Um, but it's a real press and it's a real tackle and it's real dispossession. So you saw it late on when Semenyo went after Harley Dean. Harley Dean took the ball onto his left-hand side. Now, normally he'd have just done that and passed out to the fullback, but Semenyo was all over him like a bad rash. 
Yeah. And the same thing happened with that one with Pedersen. He, he's, he's come on to him. Pedersen's obviously taken his eye off the ball a little bit, had a bad first touch on a, a rotten pitch. And I mean, they're not going to change that when they're 100 million quid in debt. And um, he's, he's taken the ball past him. Keepers come out, panicked. And instead of, if you like, I mean, he didn't look great ball at feet all afternoon, the keeper. It lashed it onto him and he's there and he's in the way. And the ball's hit him and got in the net. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a legitimate goal and it's what you need to do. You, you, you can't just do what we did in the first half, for example, at Swansea. And say where well, you are, lads. Look, you you got you have the ball. We'll let you pass it into midfield and play it out and get your midfield players on the half turn and pass the ball. No, 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 no. Don't let them do it. Play in their half. Yeah. And don't let them out. And yeah. Most sides, uh, you know, even the best sides will come down to our level if we don't give them all that time. Um, yeah. And, and, and that is absolutely key for me. Um, that means say you press, but if, if you look at how Barnsley have improved. Since since they play this pressing game with all the triggers, they won again today. I know they Bournemouth, yeah, yeah, going. yeah. They won late on, going for it. I mean, if if we'd have been two 0 up, by a boy crook and Holden had been the manager, Taylor Taylor Moore would have been on playing left centre back. Somebody else, and we'd have been saying, right, go on, bomb the yeah. ball in our box and see how you do. And we didn't Johnson. do it. I, 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 I don't think that always happens. I think we, it depends on your state of your game, doesn't it? If it, if you're tuning up and cruising like we were today, then I don't think I don't think Holden or Johnson would have brought on players like Moore. I think where we've tended to see them is where it's one 0 and we are hanging on a bit. We've lost a grip of the game, so I, mm. I, I think today was so comfortable. Could have done what he wanted. Could have, yeah. Could have Let me it. ask you then, Dave, about the subs because the first one came on 74 minutes and what you're saying at 2-0 up you know you could take a get well do you take a gamble because what I think what Ian was saying um Holden or Johnson and Johnson would have bought Taylor Moore on and gone a bit defensive but the two substitutions O'Dowder coming on for Naki Wells and I know it was right towards the end of the game Watkins with Dijou but he could have made those two he could have done all three substitutes with 15 minutes ago didn't he so my question to you Dave is how do you think Naki Wells and Fam played today yeah um, because what next season one will be here definitely and one might not be so how do you view those two particular well, players? M- most people who've listened to me all season know my thoughts on on Fam, but today I I thought Fam burnt his burnt his core today. Thought he, yeah. thought he did thought he did okay. You know, he, it wasn't brilliant, but he he put effort and he hit he hit some balls that were played into his feet pretty well on occasions today, and we were able to build off of it. And I think the the second goal that the, sorry not the second goal the third goal where. Palmer put Cod through was because I think Fam had got a ball into his chest, and yep. then he'd, he'd and then he flicked a pass off to Palmer, who then strode into that gap, and you know, and that was the kind of where where the goal came from. So I thought I thought Fam was perfectly decent. He did okay. Know. He did. I, well, I, what about I, what about Naki? Well, Wells, I didn't think he had a very good game today. I thought we thought he worked hard, you know, which is probably the bare minimum that Pearson would expect. But things didn't really come off for him today. Um, but you know, he ran the channels. You know that there was a. The ball from Callas was again, you know, willing running from him, but yeah, it just didn't quite happen for him around the box today. I think he probably would have liked uh, Semenyo to have squared that ball a bit earlier for him, early on in the game. Yeah. Maybe he might have might have got a goal from that, but yeah, yeah, not 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 his best game today. But fam, perfectly fine. 
Mark, that third goal and what followed a couple of minutes after that, which should have been a fourth. I mean, as Dave quite rightly pointed out, it was Dijou to Palmer, that slip little pass into O'Dowda. And he finished with a plum on that occasion, didn't he? Yeah, it was a classic yeah, finish. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was a pass by Callas. Uh, Fam shields the ball well, cushions it into, uh, into Palmer's path and he plays a left-footed ball between the two centre-backs. And Callum shifts it from left to right and slides it past past Etheridge. It was a great finish. And I've, see, I saw, I've seen him do that. Uh, I think he did it against Villa when uh, when Tammy played him through and he did that against Swansea as well, I think, when we beat him um, something like 2-0 two, two a couple of seasons, two or three seasons ago. And he's a, good, you know, he's a good finisher and he looked very lively when he came on, as did Watkins. And the, the yeah. other chance, Hunt. Brilliant ball. Well, Crossfield right pass by Hunt. Crossfield pass was terrific. Oh, oh, yeah, to O'Dowda. And he's played the ball on a plate for, uh, for Palmer. Palmer. He's on the penalty spot and he just needs to hit it. True. He should he have whacked it, it, shouldn't he? I think he tried yeah, to place it's like it. He had his slippers he, yeah? on, unfortunately. Keeper makes makes a comfortable yeah. save down to his left. But he, he was so, I mean, he was, he had such a great game, Palmer. And his career was probably going nowhere. Uh, for when he got recalled in January. Oh, maybe you know what's what's going on under Nigel Pearson. He, he looks a player transformed, and and that's the, and what a week and what a week and what a week for him. What a week for him because uh, he and his partner they had their second child this week. So uh, yeah, you know, that's why I came up with that showed, line. You can use it if so you like. considering considering the amount of energy that he showed, you know, because usually in a week like that, some players ask for time off or offered it, but he played. He was running around like uh, he didn't like actually give birth, Dave. I think it was his wife. I think yeah, I, think I know, but the emotion, no, but the the, <laughs> but the stress and the strain of being, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, yeah, Somebody asked me yeah. for dancing. <laughs> Maybe he cut yeah. the cord. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm well, trying to find that, that term that came out in the royal statement about a phraseology this week, wasn't it? It was interpretation of what was said or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, Ian, it's the, a little bit. Yeah. Go on. Go on. The, uh, ten minutes to go. I mean, it was the penultimate substitution because Watkins came on with four minutes ago. Ten minutes ago, but a man who everybody's been crying out for, Liam Walsh, comes on for Lansbury, and I thought we put in a couple of tidy little passes, didn't you? Yeah, Liam Walsh is a good footballer. I've always rated. I've always rated him since he joined us, and I, I was. Uh, he was in the side doing well. Got injured at Ipswich, and we never saw him again. Then he finished up out on loan. Um, he should have signed a, an extended contract before he went out there. Uh, I think he signed an extra year, but we should have done something about it be, uh, while he was there uh, because he was their player of the season and he was doing well for them. I think he's a cracking little player, and I hope he stays with us. And I hope we haven't made a mess of his um, haven't made a mess of his contract. I, I can't see I can't see Fam staying as much as um, I'd like him to stay because I think in a side where he got. The, the the good service that he got today, I, I think he could be he could do a, a decent job. Um, yeah. And Naki, Naki, I, I agree with Dave. I don't, I don't think he had a very good game today, but that's no. because in the way we're playing, he keeps getting forced into wide, wide. areas too much. Well, this is it. This and, is and it. He's I mean, a, a fox in and around the box, and that's yeah. where you want. And by the way, I thought I thought Marley Watkins looked good when he came on as well. Yeah, no, he's got a physical. He presence won three kicks him, and he? a corner, didn't he? He, made, he was a menace, and that's yeah. what, you know that's what you want to see. Energy, strength. 
the whole team played well, really, you know, because yeah. you couldn't look at it. You couldn't look at it and say, well, he was a bit maybe. And I mean, if you look at what the midfield could look like next season, could look like, and let's assume they get Walsh on a new contract. So you've got Walsh, Williams, and a resurgent uh, Hano Masengo playing. Yeah. And then maybe the power of uh, Semenyo. And then you haven't even got room there for Naj and Viner, who are in contract next season, you know, and you could try playing and then you could have Palmer playing behind Wells and, and play it like that. I mean, formations, it's maybe a bit early days to talk about that, but some of the, you know, it, it's all coming together, isn't it? I think that's well, the, there was uh, one other thing. I mean, you, you've got, I mean, and Dave, Dave's been, been put me in my place about this plenty of times. You've been right about Palmer's all round game. Sunjic made a great run in the second half and Pat, Power into the area. Who robs him on the edge of the area? Casey Palmer and brings the ball away. And he made tackles all over the pitch. So I used to uh, complain a bit about the fact that he couldn't tackle. And so today his his his, uh, his pressing was great. And you know he, he makes tackles in key areas. And that's the great thing. We are we able to win the ball from defence and bring it out into attack. And, and and we'll we'll start to see see the benefit from that in the rest of the season. So. To, uh, uh, tip me out to you, Dave. There. Well, well done, well done, Dave. <laughs> I, I, don't think it's, I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily that you can tackle or can't tackle. I think my, my criticism of a lot of people is that people saying Palmer's lazy, and, and I've never thought that. I thought he's always charged around a pitch. He's not very, done always done it very effectively or efficiently. And until he get had a run of games under his belt, I don't think he was fit enough to do that. Well, either. he's got to so, play. He's got to play. He's got to play like that. Now consistently, now whether he yeah. can do it again on Wednesday and Saturday, but he's young, and you know yeah. we're not expecting any more players. Well, if, he now doesn't, the if he doesn't, if he doesn't, he won't be in the size. Pearson, Pearson, Pearson. If players dip, dip, form dips, he won't be afraid to like bring players in. Backinson. And when I was talking about midfield, then with that little combo, that's that left out Backinson, Viner, and Nash. I mean, if I was uh, Patterson. Out of contract, I'd be being a little bit worried now. I posted that on OTIP really? tonight, actually. Dave, Did you? Exactly, exactly that, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? But uh, look, Tom, I mean, look, well, we've I think with now... Palmer, he's, he's always, Palmer's always been able to tackle. The point is, he's timed it wrong. And I think the reason he's timed yeah. it wrong is he hasn't been at 100% fit. So I described him and Wells once as an accident waiting to happen in our final third. And they yeah. were. He's yeah. now not. I, I still Naki Naki's defending isn't. I mean, it's not what he does. Um, so you don't buy Naki. You know, you don't buy Naki Wells for his defensive qualities. Um, but I, I think with with Palmer, he's got that physicality, if you want to call it that. And if he gets fit and he's right between his ears as well, then I think yeah. you've got you, you know we got, got a player. As we well got the player. We got the player that we million. thought we were getting. We got the player we thought we were getting. Now yeah. I'm just going to press this little button here. A little clap. Who am I giving? Oh, thank you. That, yeah, no, not for, who am I giving that clap for today? Who's getting a clap today? Not that. Yeah, Thomas who, Callas. Who, very good, Ian. Hundred appearances, Thomas Callas. I mean, he was a bit. Yeah. He had, he was given a bit of a torrid time early on, but overall, uh, let me ask you this, uh, Mark. Overall, captain's performance from Callas today. Him and Mariapa look not too bad together at the back, do they? Maybe Mariapa could do with being a, a little bit taller, but uh, good good combo at the moment, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think he only lost Hogan once today when he, he got that header in uh, in the first half. Otherwise, he was he was absolutely terrific. They they headed everything away. Stay you know staying tight tight to their players, and he can pass the ball. Thomas Callas can can you know can can, can uh, pass the ball out of defence, and that's what we want to see. You know when players who can bring you know who can bring bring the ball out and move up the pitch. That'll be, uh, you know, to, to, to start attacks, not just sitting behind the ball. So, yeah, he's a, he's a class player. And, I mean, we, we spent a fortune on him. So, he, uh, he, he, should, he should be good at he this level. But, he should be good but at he, this you know, level. He, it was, he's, show, he's showing now that, he, uh, the, 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 he's the right man to wear the captain's armband. And if we can carry on this form, you've got to be excited about next season. No big have. turnover players. Well, I can huh. see new new fullbacks, new new, uh, new new forwards, perhaps another addition in midfield. So, well, I don't know about midfield departures. when we look at we look at it the way it is now. I mean, look, nine. With, this is our twenty third game without a draw, and you know that's nine wins. Tomo put on his, put it on the the feed a little while ago, and I come to. Uh, Ian and Dave, uh, respectively, after this. Tomo said, I think Nigel hit the nail on the head this week in his pre-match presser. We've won a decent amount of games, but not drawn enough. If we'd drawn, say, nine of our 18 defeats, we'd only be four points off sixth place. Pearson clearly looking at, if we can't win a game, let's get a draw. Of course, as every manager's objective, but Nigel obviously wouldn't expect us to lose 18 from 36 had he been in charge. I mean, you know, going 23 games without a draw, Ian, that's, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened in the 50 odd years that I've been watching the club. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting stat. And if in that run of games that Holden lost seven in a row, if he'd have, I don't know, won two of those, we'd have still been in with a shout, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would, but you know, we always say about ifs and ands, and if your auntie had you know what, she'd be your yeah, own. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, every side can say that. You know, it, that's why if is the biggest word in the in the world, isn't it? Um, yeah. But no, I, I think you know, I, I mean, we've spoken enough times about you know my views on Lee Johnson and Dean Holden. Poor appointments. Um, um, we we're in a situation where. We need this guy that we've got now. We, we we he needs to maintain this form. So he's if you give him the Middlesbrough game, he's won sixty percent of the games, won three out of five, and yeah. that's playoff form. Um, yeah. So you need to look at it. first of all. I think what we need to look at is in eight weeks' time, the season ends. You know, we're not in October. This is eight weeks' time. The season ends, and yeah. those guys are going to be out of contract. So we need to have really look now and say, right, who are we going to keep? If it's possible to keep them, if you know, if you Fam hasn't signed the contract, so if he hasn't signed it, he ain't going to. Not unless he can't find anywhere else to go. Um, so you, you you say, right, okay, out of those, who are we going to keep? You look at all kinds of things. I mean, I like Marley Watkins, and I also like Nathan Baker, but I don't like the number of games they're fit for in any given no. year. So you you might have to do something like well, those, those, those are the flex pay, ones. Pay, if you're looking at flex, if you're looking at flex, you know, well, I'm just looking at the lineup that appeared today. I mean, Hunt had a decent; he didn't have too bad a game today. Vela was giving him uh, the run around a bit early on, but Hunt, you could probably make an improvement there. Mendip City said on here, you know, you'd like to keep Mariapa on a two-year, well, one-year deal with a one-year option because he's probably got a year in him. Cessignon at left back. You know, we've got Jade Silver, we've got Tommy Rowe, yeah? So do we let Cessignon 
go or not do we let him go it's not our choice yeah but i mean you know there's there's lots of options there at the moment and the key one the key one dave the key one is if not now when in terms of getting pearson signed up because it's starting to look like his side as we said with four two three one we've got two home games coming up against teams that we should win against at home. <laughs> uh, were you done before? Dear me. Blackburn, Blackburn, oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a birthday special on Wednesday night. It's Headhunter's birthday Wednesday night, so I'm still doing this. So I won't say how old I you am. You know how to live, don't you, David? I do. I do. But then after <laughs> after after the uh, Rotherham game a week today, it's 12 If we days, play them. If we play them, if they're not still ill. But if there's 12 days before Good Friday when we play Stoke City, I think it is, yeah? So, Dave, when you know people are asking about season tickets but let's assume we win we get four points and two home games coming up right you've got a 12 day gap you've really got to get things moving looking towards next season then with season tickets and with the manager haven't you yeah Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be announced in the international break I think they'll just get this week's games over and is, is it international break after that I think it, it is, is yeah weekend yeah, yeah, is 20 yeah. whatever it is and, you know and, and unless there's you know something completely ridiculous goes on you know Ed Butts Mark Ashton or something you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's done you know, he's, al- he, he's already started to talk like he's here next next season he's already started to say things like we're having discussions with the out of contract players because we have to, we have to, you know, preparation for next season starts now. So in his in his mind, he he stayed, and uh, I I think the only reason why it was a short term appointment in the first place is purely because it was done so quickly. And Lansdowne's a cautious person has probably said, "Let's just do it for the end of the season with a view to doing it for longer." But just let's give up each other and out, you know, it doesn't work out. So I I think it'll happen in the next next couple of weeks. Okay, well, that's interesting because, again, as Ian uh, said, hot off the press tonight, Chris Wilder's gone. Sam Allardyce probably will be. And um, Steve Bruce, maybe getting that late equaliser last night, kept him in a job. Newcastle, probably the only one of the other clubs at the bottom of the Prem that could go down. So Steve Bruce could be out. I think you said on the text thread on this uh, podcast tonight, Dave, that uh, with, with Pearson being a Wednesday height, uh, he wouldn't go and manage. Um, wouldn't go and manage the blades. But well, Danny Wilson did. He's actually made a difference. Did. No, yeah, I think no, he exactly. said in the past he he wouldn't manage the club, any club where he lives. So and he's you know basically yeah. he wouldn't go to Sheffield United or Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I can sleep more soundly now. We're talking about breaking news, and it's nothing to do with football. But we all lo- we all love him. If you love your Formula Ones, just come up on uh, the Twitter feed that Murray uh, Murray Walker's uh, passed away. So uh, we've lost a few people. Yeah, uh, ni- this year. Ni- Ninety seven. Bloody hell! That's all. Yeah. That gives me hope for the future. Then love to go that long. Crikey. Whether I'd still be doing. He didn't, he, still be he, doing he, didn't live, he didn't live to see us get in yeah. the Premier League. I mean, look. Okay, so Dave's saying what I'm thinking that the, the international break now. If um, Pearson stalls them, yeah. Well, do you, I mean how 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 much of a risk do you think it is, Ian, that Pearson could go to West Brom or Newcastle? Are they a better proposition uh, than us? Well, are they a better proposition than us? Absolutely. Um, are they? Uh, he may not be as happy 
with their owners, you know, the Chinese guys that own um, West Brom and the um, and uh, Mike Ashley. Uh, but if you know, if a club like like Newcastle comes in when they're getting when the fans are back, they're getting thick end of sixty thousand, and we're getting the thick end of twenty five. Mm. Um, it might not be a contest, but who's just? I, I think for everything I hear about it is if Bruce goes, they want Benitez back. Benitez is out of work, so yeah. and his family still lives in this country, and he's managed there before. So why wouldn't they? But I, I would say if you said to me, what degree of cer- certainty uh, certainty have you got that Nigel Pearson will be um, with City next season? I'd, I'd probably say 90%. Yeah. Well, we hope. We hope 90%. We hope 90%. Yeah, we're we? saying that, but you know, you don't know what's going to happen, Dave. I mean, we're all happy because we've had a win. It's, it's 3-0, clean sheet, three points, fantastic. But if we if we go up to Blackburn, or, or the most city thing in the world to do would be to go and beat Blackburn and then lose the, two, lose the home games. Is Blackburn <laughs> is Blackburn is Blackburn up there or down? At, yeah, down yeah, it's on Wednesday. It's, a, it's away. It's away up there, is it? Oh, yeah. which is why we yeah, got we Rotherham at home. Nil, we? We're late we got Rotherham at home. We got Rotherham at home. International break and then Stoke at home. That's right. Okay, my yeah, mistake. Good, fr- good Friday, Stoke. Then back to St Andrews on Easter Monday to play Coventry. To play Coventry, I I, I was mistaken. I'd forgotten we played Blackburn uh, at, at uh, home. Um, Ian, you you raised something with the. Uh, with uh, me just before we went on air, uh, you know, we got a bogey ground and it's Ashton Gate. I mean, what's all that about then? I, well, my, if you look at if you look at our record, I mean, since we've already mentioned since two thousand and eighteen, uh, I think we've got the best away record in the EFL. That's right. Um, Ninety five points now. Ninety five points now. Yeah. At, at home, we haven't. And Correct. the question is. The question is why, and I think a lot of it is to do with how deep we defend, how poor our midfield's been. Um, we don't press sides, we don't play with enough energy, and I think what's happened is there's there's um, there's like a degree of nervousness. Now it's nothing to do with fans because we haven't had any fans in the ground for a while, but I, I think our home performances have in general been pretty indifferent. Yeah. Um, and, and and we we need to find a cure to that. So they they should become um, better than our away performances. Perhaps it's something to do with formation. Uh, I, look, the injuries haven't helped, but we haven't had huge injury problems since 2018. So yeah. we, we need to to park that one a little bit. But um, I, I just I think since then I don't think we've really played with any great identity. Um, and if you, and that, if you wanted to know, if you wanted to look at somebody said, well, what are Bristol City like? You'd show them the first four games that Nigel Pearson was involved in. And you said, yeah. that's what we're like. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so that, uh, but it's something we've, we've obviously got to do something about it. And I think this is where, you know, a change of, a change of personnel could come in handy because the other, the players come in and, and they're not saddled with that. Oh well, of course we never win at home, do we? Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. What do you think, Dave? I mean, uh, you know, the home form being abysmal. We said about it early on in the season, and even Nigel's first two games in charge 
were defeats. What's going to get us out of this? Uh, out of this, um, is it a mindset thing, or what's going to get us out of this? Um, well, unusual, you know, that the balance of points is the wrong way around, isn't it? Hello, Dave. What do you think, Mark? <laughs> I think yeah, we got. I mean, we, we, we won eight, eight, eight. We won eight, eight home games in the last two seasons, 2017, 18, It, it, it was eleven. So yeah, it's, it's 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 abysmal. We've only won seven this season. It's yeah, not- I think we we we've got to take the game to the opposition. There's, it's yeah, I think it is a mindset thing. Um, I, we just don't we don't dictate games, and I think with the with the injuries, there just hasn't been any threat to players, and they just played within their comfort zone as well. Yeah. Um, I I just think the mindset. I mean, we went back to that a bit against QPR last week. But I think you know, with the with the week that, that yeah. Pearson had with them, they had a lot more time to spend with them on their uh, on their confidence, and you saw that showing through today. So I think it's a big, it's a confidence thing. Maybe um, I mean I talked about this on OTIB. It's a bit of a boring subject, but when he was at Leicester, he brought in a sports psychologist called Ken Way, made a real difference, stayed with them until. He stayed with them to, to you know through through the Ranieri time and helped them help them win the uh, Premier League. Did he? So yeah. he really improved the mindset of the players. And Nigel Pearson is very much about man management. Very good working with players. Yeah, yeah and, he put an arm you know, around. He put an arm around Naki when he came off, and somebody said his sullen face. He made him smile, sort of thing. So he yeah, knows I mean, Naki was a bit daft, uh, trying to trying to win that free kick and getting him getting a yellow card, and he's got a little bit of a temper on him. But I'm sure some like Pearson is channeling that aggression, and, and Wells is a great finisher. Uh, today yeah. his touch was a little bit heavy, but he'll come back. He will. And, well, let's you know, working, let's with, working with a manager like that, I think it'll help. Let's move on. Um, I here's another uh, thing because I think there's a big cheer going out here now for this. There we go. I watched only about 15 minutes, and I saw the games, uh, saw the goals again today, and they got a big game tomorrow. The uh, Bristol City, enough. The Bristol City ladies uh, team, Dave. I mean, those goals, all three of the goals that they scored, uh, you know, on on a par, you know, with anything that we've seen the the guys score, weren't they? Really, just the the, the finishing strike. Never mind some of the stuff that builds up to it. But have you have you caught any of the women's? Yeah, no, it's on it's on Robin's TV tomorrow uh, afternoon, uh, isn't it? Yeah, no, I um I I did watch the most of the game in the week. Um, I've, I've watched bits and pieces, mainly kind of highlights in the past. So I haven't seen a, a, a lot of it, but yeah, you know the goal centre back for someone with some good boots. Palmer and Wells, maybe. Um, it was a finish. Um, the the goal that won it though from Stammen, you know, a replica of Palmer's to Brownie, wasn't it, against Charlton um, last season? The kind of drill ball to the back, kind of edge of the box. Great touch from Salmon, and she then struck it in with a outside of her right foot volley. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, there's, there's deficiencies in the women's game in terms of some of the things they do. Some of that's banter, I think, you know, physical, you know, constraints. But I was quite impressed by their, their opponents. I thought they moved the ball in a pretty structured way. And I, I know you were just talking about Pearson and home form. And I think part of it is because we've played a different bloody system every every game. Every week. And, yeah. You know, we actually don't know what, what the plan is and therefore you get inconsistency. 
Yeah. And, you know, we'll see whether Pearson's a, you know, one system man or, you know, he might change it for the odd game. But I think he'll, I thought today we looked drilled as a team. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And, and, and I haven't seen that very often. So, sorry, let's just go back to the previous that, question. That reminds yeah, me of something you said, Dave, in the week. Sorry? Do you remember that thing you put up on like, Russell Martin, Plan B? He said, no, we'll <laughs> stick to Plan A. Yeah. Uh, even if we're losing, I think that was, I think that's what Pearson would do. You know, he, yeah. but, you know. I think he will, so yeah. Look, yeah. He believes in his own yeah. mind. Ian, uh, Ian, have you, you, did you watch any of the ladies' game in midweek? I thought it looked quite reasonable the finishes yeah and even on sky they were saying what a great advertisement this game was for uh, wsl you know when you consider how t- close towards the bottom of the league we are i think we're one off the bottom but it did it seemed to have everything didn't it at that at that level would you agree um yeah i i, I think the game t- uh, tomorrow is against chelsea and it's a little bit like bristol city going up against real madrid um, because I mean Chelsea are in European Championships and God knows what. And, and whilst I'd love to see them win, because I, if it's Bristol City, we're playing Tiddlywinks against Kung Fu United in Dundee. I, I want them to win, but I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not expecting anything more than an absolute tonking about five goals. Sorry, girls. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, we, might, we, might, we might well watch it. We I'd, I'd love, to, love to see you win, but I, I, yeah. honestly, I can't. Yeah, Tom, Tomo's uh, commented Fevs was uh, breaking up there, and then Fevs has come back, so he was just stirring his chilli in the uh, kitchen. The Wi-Fi is not as good. Yeah, we noticed that. I thought it was me for a minute, but uh, but there we go. Um, Mark, um, we've uh, we had Rene, uh, the dulcet tones of Rene Gilmartin, and uh, he added a new phrase to his repertoire today, as you pointed out to me at uh, halftime. We've become accustomed to the final third of the uh, pitch when he's referring to it, but uh, share our uh, latest one, which comes when the ball goes out of play on the touchline. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, when Birmingham brought up Roberts, they, they brought out the new tool that the, the Rennie Grill Martin, the long throw. The long uh, throw. It's, yeah, the long throw. <laughs> and I the think, long you know, throw put pers- the ball in the The long throw, turn. yeah. So particularly good on, on, particularly good on, on soil uh, when it's fallow, I think. I, I'm definitely using one of those in the garden. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. Mark's pointed out we should say Bristol City women, not ladies or girls. And somebody picked me up on something last week. So apologies. But uh, but there we go. Uh, Tom has also said that's on his menu this evening. Garlic bread, I hope. Garlic bread, I hope. There we go. Um, interesting. Um, our friend, uh, our erstwhile manager, was on Football Focus today, and I thought he gave a very good interview to uh, that guy. Anybody? Any of you three guys see him on Football Focus? Because a big game. No. For he, was he? Park. I don't know. Does his head stick up above the screen? Well, it he looked like he small. was. It looked like he was doing it in the back garden of his house. So I'm guessing he's renting somewhere up north. But uh, you know, he seems to have got the fans on his side a bit now, and they're going up there tomorrow. I note today that they played the 1920 final of uh, the FL Cup, and tomorrow Portsmouth lost that, by the way, to Salford City on penalties but tomorrow Sunderland will be trying at the ninth attempt since uh, winning in 1973 the FA Cup to get a victory at a Wembley uh, fixture I mean he'll go down in folklore if he gets uh, something out of that if he wins it and even if he wins a bloody double they play oh, no. they're playing Tramier. tomorrow they're playing Tramier, Tramier. Aren't they? so yeah. you know they should do that I mean finally guys finally guys on the 
on topic, um, I think you've all seen, there was a little piece on Twitter with Simon Jordan, who's quite an intelligent guy. You know, he says quite, well, talks a lot of sense. EFL finances, I put something out on the Forever Bristol City Twitter feed as well, that we Mark Ashton on the EFL board. Maybe he can change that. But basically, Simon Jordan was saying that the monetization of the EFL, and notably the championship, which is the third most popular domestic football competition in the world. And I think he must be basing that in uh, on attendances. Yeah, it's appalling, absolutely appalling. And instead of, you know, we get X percent of what the all the big clubs get. And, and he said it was laziness and complacency on the side of those in power at the EFL that they didn't get more for a competition that when you look at rugby uh, he cited rugby, Formula One, and a f- cricket, and a few other sports who, over the past few years, have increased their revenues by 120 odd percent plus. The EFL has only increased its revenue by 33 um, percent. Dave, I come to you first. You, you, you've probably read that uh, or heard that piece by Simon. Yeah, yeah. Should, 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 should they be getting more? And if the EF, if the Championship did its own negotiation. It could probably get more, and then maybe some of the stuff that the bigger clubs get could end up with the little clubs, i.e., League One and League Two, getting more as a byproduct of it. Because I think Simon uh, uh, Jordan he said EFL, based on certain numbers, could be worth about two point three billion, not about three hundred million. So Dave, That's the third best supported. Uh, yeah, just said thing, that. Just said that. Yeah. yeah, Dave, Sorry. your thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I did watch it or listen to it on on Talksport or the video clip of it. I, yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. And, and you're right; I'd forgotten that they allow the Premier League to kind of negotiate on our behalf to to some extent. And uh, and I think he's he's right in thinking that actually they might be able to do better. And I know there was a lot of um, anger; might be too too big a word, but at the last TV deal that. They didn't negotiate their own thing, and they also tied them in for five years as well. You know, who knows? In hindsight, with COVID, actually tying it in for five years and getting that money might not have been the worst thing. But I, th- I think what they need to do now is they need to look at it coming out of this and for when the next deal is, and work out what their strategy is, yeah. and see if they can maximise it. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how realistic is. Two billion is or, or not, you know. But they, they, they need to try and do as, do as much as they can. Yeah, Ian. What were your thoughts on the on those? Uh, well, what Simon Jordan said. He talks a lot of sense on that uh, talk sports show when he's on, doesn't he? Well, well football. The, the the trouble is with the clubs in the Premier League is they're greedy, um, yeah. and they want to make it a closed shop. And if they thought they could get away with uh, banning promotion and relegation, as they have in the Rugby Premiership uh, this year, then yeah. um, they would. They would. And I mean, I listened to Sean Dyche. Up at Burnley, talking about well, why should why should we give our money to clubs down in the, you know, the championship? Why yeah, should we give out the day job? And I'm, th- <laughs> and I'm and I'm thinking, well, well, if you want, if you you can't in one one breath talk about the overall good of the game, and then in the next breath say, yeah, we'll have increased number of European games because the last thing, let's be honest, and in normal circumstances, the last thing we need is more football. There's, there's yeah. far too much sport, to be perfectly honest. I'm including cricket in that and football and all the rest of it. But it's too you much got, sport. You, you better do your Sean Dyche. Can you do the last few sentences in Sean Dyche? Because Jeff C on here, he said, spawn Sean Dyche, that was. Ian, let's hear it again. Sean Dyche. Why should... Well, 
why should we? Why should they have the money? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm that sort of guy. I mean, I speak straight. You know, uh, I, I, I charge a bloke who lives. I, I charge a bloke who lives in my house rent, and I work with him because I'm mean and I'm tight, yeah. and I'll smash yeah. your face in. I mean, it makes me laugh. Well, going back to Sean Dyche, <laughs> it's pretty really good. They talk about. They talk. They talk about being a tough guy and all the rest of it. When he played for us, he was shy. He used to come up in the William Williams stand, <laughs> yeah. and and he used to get. Absolutely, Darren Calder and all that. Oh, sorry, Darren, to name chat you, but they used to destroy him, call him sick. No, oh, when you're going to yeah. go back and play, what do you do today, Sean? Trip over a bus ticket? You can't play. <laughs> he was never fit. He was no. he was worse than Baker. He was never fit. Um, but and he was captain. Yeah, no, wasn't he? I, I think I think they're they're I think they're mean. They're selfish and they're greedy. And yeah. until that stops and they start thinking about it is a game. You know, 92 football league clubs or whatever it is now, it's a game and the money needs to cascade down. Okay, yeah, you get more at the top, but there shouldn't be £93 million difference in prize money for finishing top of the championship and bottom of the Premier League. Yeah. If it was, if you got £40 for finishing top of the championship and £50 55 million for finishing bottom of the yeah. Premier League. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I'll go for that. Uh, because the top clubs, as well as getting a lot more money out of the Premier League, they get a load more money out of the European games. So, it, what, but what point you, do, you, do you start being, what, what point do you, do you start saying, well, hang on a minute, there's such a thing called natural fairness in natural justice. And that's not just not fair and just. It's just yeah. not. It's just not fair. And and until football wakes up and thinks of everything from grassroots through to Premier League as the game, then then they're done. And I, and I totally agree with Simon Jordan. I think you saw that when uh, the guys at Rick Parry, that was head of the football league, was going to basically sell out the EFL for a hundred million quid loan. Or something That's like right. that, and, yeah, and absolutely thank, right. Thankfully, they thankfully they stopped him. There's loads of things wrong with the EFL, and the, they've got to get all the chairmen together and come up with something like they made a mess of financial yeah. fair play. But and, the, and, the game needs it; it desperately needs it. You can't go on spending ev- more than every penny you got. You can't go on with salaries being 120 percent of turnover. That's mental. Yeah, no, that's true. Mark, your thoughts on uh, on well, on the, uh, the finances thing? Championship one, undervalued as a as a, yeah, as, a key, as a package. The key thing for me was Jordan said that uh, the EFL get one hundred nineteen million pounds a year uh, from the uh, Sky TV money, but that's only ten percent of the actual revenue. So the the Premier League take. 90% of the revenue. So the, the EFL get 190 million a year, but 20 clubs uh, compared to 72. And they're getting, they're getting a, a, a disgusting amount of money. And, uh, you know, they talk about the football family, you know, you hear that. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're the, uh, you know, we're being kicked, kicked out of the football family because the, the, the Premier League couldn't give a toss. They, like Ian would say, they would like it to be a closed shop with no, no promotion, no promotion if possible. 
um, a little bit like the the, the rugby premiership would like would like to do, and I think they've done it in uh, rugby league as well to some yeah. extent. They would just like to keep the money in house, and they're taking staggering amounts of money. The, yeah. the, the other thing that he did say was that um, the, the EFL reckon they're going to lose ninety million if the Carabao Cup's cancelled. That's of course that that's speculative, but with the uh, with an expanded uh, Champions League from thirty two to thirty six clubs, it might look like the you know the uh, Premier League teams might not decide to enter. So yeah. that, but they think they're going to lose ninety to see million what the a year. Will do, I, I, the Premier yeah. League clubs will do if they do their own thing, because then that would hit uh, mm. Sky, yeah, and then individual maybe TV deals. That level, they do they do then, that abroad, don't they? I think I think they do, but uh, no, it's a it's a complex uh, subject, and um, you know I'm sure in the post COVID world it's going to come into feature uh, even more. Guys, we've done just over the hour today. It's good to have you all in as usual, and the listeners, another good audience. Uh, I, I'm hoping that by Easter, which is two broadcasts, uh, three broadcasts time, well, two actually, this one and. Yeah, three actually before Easter, including this one. We'll pass through 20,000 listens, which considering we only started on about the 20th of June last year, I'm I'm, I'm uh, really pleased uh, with that. So thanks for everybody who's listening. We're, uh, we enjoy doing it. It's a bit of a laugh. And, uh, and, and all the other podcasts are good in their own way as well. And I think everybody likes the so fact that Bristol City, Bristol City have got four good, let's probably let's call it half a dozen, Good, good podcasts out there, and um, you know, we're. I think we're all pleased uh, to be part of it, and people from the feedback. Aren't we, we, aren't we thir- thirty-two? Oh, you said to me, Dave, thirty-two well, the statistics. List. Yeah, if you look at, uh, it, I signed up for something the other day, and I think we are number four, although it varies. But it shows you where the podcast is in different categories based in the UK. Now, I thought it was quite bizarre that the four Bristol City podcasts. Uh, that that I would say that I recognise um, all four a couple of weeks ago were in the top 50 in the UK. Now, when you bear in mind, you've got things like the Peter Crouch podcast and the Gary Neville podcast and there's 20 Premier League clubs and, you know, some bigger clubs than us in this league. I question how accurate those figures were and I'm only paying a few quid a month to get it, but I'm probably going to drop that subscription. I mean, all I know is when you land on our website or you land on the Podbean website on the front page, it shows number number of episodes, and this is number 58, a number of uh, downloads or listens, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think it was 19,053 at lunchtime today, which over 58 episodes. We had 5,000 downloads in the month of February, yeah, but that was obviously because of the change of manager and uh, Pearson's appointment. But they actually dropped me a note and sort of said, oh, do you want to sign up for statistics? But uh, but there we go. Look, guys, we dig- I digress. We got a fantastic win today. Great performance. Everything to look forward to. Ten games to go. Could we win all ten? Don't think so, really. But, guys, have a good uh, Saturday evening, uh, all of you. And we'll be back on my birthday, which is this coming Wednesday, when we travel up to Ewood Park to play a Labyrinth yeah. side without Bradley Dave, Dak. Dave, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get a present. Stop plugging your birthday. I'll, I'll get uh, I'll get I'll get I'll get Daishi to send you something. All right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. We, what yeah, you yeah. I'm not I'm not sending him anything. I'm mean. Yeah, what did Gary Johnson? Right, what sure, did Gary sure. Johnson say about that, Ian? Because you did a good Gary Johnson in well, your time, didn't you? Well, 
How do you think this side compares well, to the one that got to the playoffs in 2008, Gaz? How do you think? Well, I mean, obviously not as good. And uh, Nigel Pearson's not a patch on me. <laughs> apart from that, I think he's... I think, I think he's... You know, well, I think he's all right. And, and anybody that says different is a spy. Yeah, there we go. Ian, the shortest man on the podcast, but the greatest impressionist. <laughs> Guys, have a great evening, and uh, and uh, we'll see you all. Hopefully, Dave, you'll be allowed out on Wednesday as well. We'll see you all on somebody Wednesday. Said, somebody said Warnock next week to Ian. Yeah, Warnock. Learn your Warnock, Ian. All right? All the best, boys. I'll, I'll do, yeah, I'll, 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 get, I'll do Neil next week. All right, you get it. All right, cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. Stay right. safe. Bye-bye. 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 The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.